Hello folks, this episode of Toontown Public Works that you're about to listen to was recorded back in August of 2020. It is now March of 2021, so a lot of time has passed, um, and the world has changed a bit. Uh, so if you hear us making any reference to, uh, anything that seems strangely dated or anything like that, that's the reason why. Just thought you should know. Thank you for being patient, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Toontown Public Works is not for kids. We have tried our best to keep the show PG-13, but the Motion Picture Association said that there were too many weird sex things and butts. So now, live and uncensored, Season 2 of Toontown Public Works! Enjoy the show, you filthy animals. Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. And welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we charge for the ink to find the hidden gems. I'm HD the Raccoon. I'm Webster the Duck. Ooh, (laughs) it feels very weird. (laughs) All right, go. I'm Cirque the Cat, once again rising from my grave. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Um, so yeah, uh, we've been gone for a bit. Uh, that's honestly, uh, there's okay. I, I don't think we need to explain that the world is weird right now to the people who are listening to this right now. Um, and as such, all our lives are kind of just more stressful and weird. Um, so it's been kind of hard to like do the full on podcast. So we took a bit of a break. Um, we are still going to take a break on Patreon stuff. Uh, though uh, we will be providing a link to uh, Alex the Lemur's uh, 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 coffee account, coffee account uh, in the description. Um, so if you do want to support, you know, the show, that's the best way to do so because the Patreon money went to, straight to Alex, anyways. Um, so uh, we we are going to just go f- once a month uh, with no Patreon, no extras, or anything like that. Uh, until we are feeling comfortable enough and secure enough with our lives to actually do a little bit more than this. Yeah, we're uh, just we're basically going to be taking it easy for a while. Um, we we are like, finding we are finding a good way to get you content without burning out. Yeah, because we want we want we want to do this podcast. Because here's the thing: I love doing Toontown Public Works because it's uh, like I, I don't get any money out of this, obviously. Uh, I don't really get very much out of it other than the fact that I get to talk to my friends about cartoons and watch weird stuff. And I like that. And I want to have that enjoyment to be like heard by people because it's fun. It's fun to talk to people about things that I like. Yeah. Uh, it's just there's a lot going on and it's hard to make it into like this really elaborate product that, uh, you know, that like is like a whole bunch of different things at once and uh right now while we're basically just the three of us and alex and you know a few other like other things just like in the background uh we're just gonna do we're just gonna do the normal show and just make it like a fun chill time stuff for people who are 
dealing with a lot right now. That's kind of what I want this goal to be. <laughs> also, you might have noticed something different in the intro. KC got hit with Anvil and regenerated Doctor Who style. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are yes. now a duck. It, yeah, and it was like it was like this overblown emotional thing. <laughs> there was a Christmas special. Uh, he ate a lot of peas out of the bowl, um, and uh, it was very fast. He was very quick yeah. about it. Uh, no, we all pet I, him and put funny hats on him. Oh, uh, them, them. I don't. Sorry. I don't think. Uh, I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not a surprise to anyone that these characters are are literal personas, right? Like that's. <laughs> That's not um, like something we're pretending to not be the case. I, I don't know I, what you're talking about. Yeah. I was I was the one who was absolutely insisting to do this podcast with our personas because yeah. I did not want to do this with my real self. Yeah, yeah, but I, like like I, I just don't know how how open we've been. I think I think we didn't want to. I think we just didn't want to trap ourselves in like furry podcast corner. But we're basically there anyway. So yeah, I guess uh, so. Uh, so yeah, like uh, that, like Webster. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just the cat IRL. Yeah. So me and HTR. Yeah. So it's it's our personas and <laughs> a uh, cat that has learned yeah. to talk and use a computer. <laughs> Obviously. Uh. Yeah. And and Webster. Uh. Webster. Honestly, has been my my actual honest to god, uh, persona for over a year. So it's like. Yeah, I, and I just and I just didn't want to update the I just didn't want to update the the pod cover and like <laughs> change the format and everything. And I decided <laughs> to change my mind this time for some reason. So, hey, uh, so yeah, here we go. It's, it's not I, I it's not a new person. Uh, I yes, I it, haven't been replaced. <laughs> so <laughs> same flavor, yeah. same great taste. New yes. new packaging, new same great taste. Um. Uh, but yes, uh, so now's the section where we talk about, uh, cartoon news. Uh, did you, Cirque, you had actually stuff planned. Yes, Can you I, I have, t I have two cartoon news for you. Okay, go ahead. So first things first, uh, let me get the name. Pixar has revealed what their next, uh, movie is going to be. Oh, that was literally the only other thing I had, so... <laughs> no, I'll let you do that. <laughs> no, you're fine. No, uh, no, 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 no. I, like I said, I have something else. Okay, okay. Um, so. So, uh, new Pixar movie. Uh, let me get it in front of me, because I forgot the name of it. Uh, Toy okay. Story 5. <laughs> yep. Toy it's a completely different... Like, okay, no, it's it's called Luca. Um, it is about, uh, it's, it's an Italian themed film because there really hasn't been an Italian Pixar film, I guess. So they're going with an Italian thing. Uh, and it's basically about two friends, like one friend comes over to this town during the summer and turn, he makes best friend and turns out that friend's actually a sea monster. Woo! Wait, if, that's, that's what the movie's about? I didn't know what the movie was about that. Wow. Yes. Uh, it's it the shape Pixar of water for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Pixar added that Luca will share his adventures with his newfound best friend, a sea monster from another world, according to the Hollywood Reporter. So, um, I'm I'm assuming, like, like I don't know, like I mean, <laughs> you calling it the shape of water for kids is really good. <laughs> <'Cause> like, <that's, laughs> 
Because that's all I'm thinking about in my head now. Um, <laughs> um, like, uh, there's it, there's not enough information to really say anything about it, really. Uh, it's a Pixar movie. It's probably going to be good. The track record is that there's more good Pixar films than bad ones. So, hey. Uh, and their bad ones are mostly just mailing, unless it's fucking Cars. Unless it's Cars, because Cars is awful. <laughs> Um. Oh, and the, or if it's the good dinosaur, where it's just boring as hell, it's awful. Um. Uh. But yes. Uh. It, it's like I said. It's supposed to be like an Italian thing. Uh. I'm. I don't know. I'm. There's only. They literally shared only one piece of concept art, and it isn't the sea monster. So I'm like. I'm not sure what I can really report other than the fact that this thing exists. It's a bunch. It's a bunch of kids jumping off like a cliff into it, like a lake, right? Yeah. Uh, well, it's a cu- two kids, I think, and uh, it's scheduled to come out. Let me get that number in front of me. Twenty twenty one. Wow, it's actually still due for next year. Wow, hmm. that that's optimistic, Pixar. Right, we'll, um, see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Fingers extremely crossed. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, like. We have, I mean, did we talk about it last time when we were last episode? I don't think we did, but like about like how the theater's situation is like so intensely fucked right now. Um, <laughs> like, because uh, it's like so many things that were supposed to go into theaters have gone like either been delayed indefinitely or they have uh, been put onto video on demand with uh, mixed success. Uh there was a couple things that worked out very well, but then there, oh yeah, we did talk a little about this because of the universal being a fucking dickhead. Uh, yeah, about the other. Though uh, I heard that they're actually uh, they actually came up with a deal with Universal, uh, AMC and Universal, where basically, apparently, their goal is to have video on demand for these movies to be really quickly with Universal films. Um, like I guess like within like a month or two of them being in theaters, uh, which. I I don't know what how I don't know how that's going to work out, but we'll see. Um, it, it means that I missed Scoob. I wanted to watch Scoob really badly, but I, I actually I, I didn't even see Scoob. I <clears throat> I heard it was really bad and decided that I just wouldn't bother. I, I thought about going to see it at a drive-in, but mm-hmm. you know, drive-in movies have to start really late because the sun has to be down and like yeah. And like it just felt like so much of a hassle. I, like actually, none none of the animation projects I was really excited about, including like the the HBO WB cartoons, which I know for a fact have been well received. I haven't seen yet, and I've just been yeah. watching Ducktales again in Spanish. So uh, <laughs> uh, I I need to see. I, I want to see Scoob because I've heard. I've heard bad, but I've also heard good things. Not not great things, but good things mm-hmm. about it. There are there are elements that people have liked. I've heard people think that Dynamite is pretty neat. Um yeah. uh but uh I don't know. Like I I kinda wanna see it. Uh I need to see the Warner Brothers thing. There's a lot of things I'm really have been bad about catching up on, honestly. Uh I I'll get into what I was doing. In fact, uh Cirque, uh, do your news thing real quick before I yes. transition into another topic. Yes, hi, hello. This is a bit smaller than that, but I still think it is important to say 
And also, I am going to preface this with you should probably not actually buy the game or get it used because Ubisoft is a crap company. It's no good. No good. Anyways, they have released a trailer for their game Watchdog Legion because uh, they had some very interesting uh, talent that they got to work on some uh, promotional stuff for them. PewDiePie and Markiplier. Finally, no. together at last. <sighs> no, get out. <laughs> Ninja and... Uh, my racist uh, cousin. My racist cousin. Yeah, there we go. That's who is also <laughs> on Twitch TV. Everyone oh, yeah, has a racist cousin on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> oh no. You've you've really scared me there. Like I I don't want to think <laughs> about that possibility <laughs> coming to life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Go on, sir. <laughs> They have gotten Alberto Mielgo, a.k.a. the original art director on Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's neat. And they have gotten him to do a trailer that is all CGI, all uh, not in-game stuff, it is all like sort of uh, conceptual type stuff, and it is extremely good. It extremely feels like that Spider-Verse movie. It's definitely him taking stuff that he got from that movie and bringing it to here because it has the same sort of uh, stylization, and I would highly suggest watching it. That's neat. I actually haven't watched it yet. Uh, honestly, I just need to. I just need to watch Spider Verse again. I've, that's I've been getting a real, real urge to watch it again. Um, uh, actually, it's like four minutes long. Would we like to pause for a second and watch or? Uh... Uh, did you want to watch a Kate? Uh, do you, you want to watch a Webster? <laughs> yes, Webster. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, I'd be yeah. I'd, I wouldn't mind. We could do okay. That. Okay. All right. If everyone's involved, then yeah. Let's okay, we'll go pause. ahead and we'll be right back. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. So, like, you can see how awesome it is that he's, like, getting more work after, like, he, uh, he got, sort of, taken off of Into the Spider-Verse, right? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think that's a really, I really love the visual direction of this, uh, of this trailer. I, I was very impressed. Yeah. I, I oh, there, there's some really, really good stylization of everyone in it. Like, the sort of the lanky look that everyone has, it's very neat. I love it. I... At the risk at of turning into a video game podcast, real quick here, um, I I I remember watching the original trailer stuff for Watchdog Legion, um, and I, uh, like I remember really really liking the premise, and the more and more I see of the concept and the the theming and the story of this, the more and more interest I actually have in it because. Truthfully, I really don't like the first Watchmen game, uh, Watch Dogs game rather, um, uh, and I really, I never played the second one. I heard that it's good until it's not good, um, but uh, I, I really like the theming of this game being the like being about like a post Brexit Britain that's becoming a fascist regime and about ordinary people joining into an anti-fascist uh protest and like 
activist group kind of thing. And I think that's cool. Uh, I am just desperately worried that they are not going to handle that very well. Because honestly, I don't think Ubisoft has the the, the gonads to actually do this right. (laughs) Maybe they will. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe they'll actually like do something cool and actually like say actual things about, you know, modern society and how shit is so fucking whack in the West right now. But, uh, I, I don't trust a triple A game developer studio to ta- tackle a heavy subject like the, this pretty much at all, because True. that's not what their goal is. <laughs> I, I would, I would highly agree with that. I heard that they kind of goofed Far Cry 5 on that front. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, cause like they, they, they really like with Far Cry 5, like they, they could have done something interesting with like the whole, uh, like white nationalist, uh, religious terrorists in the uh, United States, like homegrown terrorist stuff as like a concept. Uh, but they didn't, they just basically treated like every other, uh, other faction in a Far Cry game. And, uh, instead of actually having an ending and they just ended it with a nuclear war happening because, uh, the director thought that that was going to happen. Apparently more, so. more or less. I think, I think it's safe to say that you should not expect, uh, you should not expect massive companies to, to give you, uh, <laughs> the, uh, handbook for how you can destroy them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's fair. That's yeah. Uh, but, I don't know. It's still it's still neat. I I hope that it ends up working better than I am giving them credit for. Uh, uh, Low expectations means that if they beat them, then hey, what do you know? Then I'm happy. (laughs) It could it could still be it could still be a good movie. It might not be. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, game. Uh, Game. Yes. Oh, Uh, yes. Sorry. Game. Uh, uh, Casey, did you have? Anything you wanted to talk about? <laughs> this is going to be a difficult transition. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, I don't. I don't know if I do. Um, I don't know. The this isn't a video game podcast, so I won't talk about Bomb Rush Cyberpunk, uh, mm. the the spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio. Uh, I'm excited for that though. Yeah. Uh, did I? I feel like there was something, but I, I honestly, I, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, so if you have something, you go ahead. Um. So one of the things I've been doing a lot lately, uh, like it's I've, I've been doing it all year, but I haven't really talked about it too much on this podcast. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Simpsons, and like. By that, I mean I'm watching the first nine seasons of Simpsons over and over and over again. That's a lot of Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I've watched, I mean, I've watched a couple episodes from later seasons, and a couple of them are actually pretty good. Uh, there was uh, one about, uh, one called Barthood, which was basically one of those Simpsons futures slash past stories uh, that follows Bart in the same way that Boyhood does. Uh, and I thought that was actually very well done. I thought that was actually a very good, well done story about Bart's life. Um, but uh, really, uh, I 
I'm bringing this up because I grew up watching The Simpsons. I love The Simpsons, and I kind of fell back into love with them again because there was I kind of go on and off with The Simpsons. Like I was super into them, and then I just kind of stopped. Um, and that was because I think that the first time I stopped was because uh, I had. Uh, like the series had started becoming really bad. Like that's when they were actually like still airing on the, on, well, they, they still are airing, but I mean, like I was still watching new episodes of the Simpsons and I was just getting fed up with how bad the episodes were getting. So I stopped and I stopped getting interested in the Simpsons. Uh, then I rediscovered the Simpsons around the Simpsons movie when it got released. And then, uh, I fell off again just because I kind of ran out of Simpsons content. Uh, but then it came onto Disney plus and I've basically been, obsessed with Sim- the Simpsons again. And it seems like every single time I come back to the Simpsons, I get something different out of it. Um, and, uh, I feel like I, instead of like, I, I was going to do, try to do like a book report kind of thing about the Simpsons. Uh, I, I'll just, I'll just quickly say, uh, my favorite episode, uh, from like the first eight seasons is the season seven episode, March, not be proud. Uh, which you should definitely rewatch again if you haven't. It's a Christmas episode, and it's yeah. one of the, is this the best. A, is this the one with Lee Carvalho's playing challenge? Yes, it is. It, that's a I love that episode. It has such a strong emotional core that is so honest and real that it feels so like it. It's so good. It, it's it's incredible. But um, one of the best written animated sitcoms of all time in that that single episode. Um, but anyways, uh. The, uh, the, 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 uh, also Itchy and Scratchy is absurdly good, and I am shocked that more people don't just fucking, like, it's, it's, it is some of the best visual comedy, uh, that exists on network television, that ever existed on network television, and just Itchy and Scratchy by itself, and that's, I, I know that's kind of a lofty claim, but anyways, uh, I don't really care about, uh, I don't care about like getting into all the, those, uh, getting into like big detail studies. I do want to recommend a YouTube channel though. Um, it's called, uh, the real gyms. Um, they are a right now that they've been absolutely like they're, entirely focused on the simpsons uh and they do retrospectives of entire seasons uh they've talked about like various different mysteries about the show from like uh alternate theories of who killed mr burns that are actually really fun uh he does uh reviews of episodes both classic and new ones and both good ones and really bad ones and i feel like uh if you want like how i would cover uh the how i would cover all these uh simpsons episodes how i feel about the simpsons uh watch the real gems's videos because i have yet to disagree with something that he said about the simpsons so far uh and he does like really elaborate histories of like uh, individual characters too from you know side characters like troy mcclure and lionel hutz uh, but the one, the most recent one he did was actually for uh, Waylon Smithers. And that whole, uh, and it's it's really fascinating because uh, he goes into, like, he doesn't shy away from, like, the, how poorly uh, the show has portrayed Waylon Smithers in the past with just generic gay jokes and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it, it, you kind of see 
there's there is kind of a tragedy to Waylon Smithers that I never really thought about, and also I learned a lot about stuff that they did with Waylon Smithers in uh in later seasons that are actually pretty neat. Like they like they just straight up they don't hide the fact that he's gay now. Like it's a like up front, and there are apparently a couple episodes that they did with Waylon Smithers as one of the main characters being gay that actually was good. Apparently, actually good episodes. Um, but. Anyways, my whole point is just check out The Real Gems. They're on YouTube. Uh, watch any of The Simpsons histories. Uh, watch The Simpsons mystery stuff. Uh, and, like, basically anything on that channel is worth watching. They also did some Pixar reviews as well, um, which I haven't watched just because I've been mostly absorbing their Simpsons content. But I'm sure those are good, too. So, um, yes, check out The Real Gems. They're really good really really good youtube channel that deserve way more attention than they get right now considering how much effort and love and care that they put into their st uh, stuff i actually right. do have something i want to talk about yes okay. go on uh, and i i was apparently late to this trend uh but i i think i love it more than uh i think i love it more than anything uh, on TV right now. Uh, have you guys seen Big Top Burger? <laughs> uh, I have no seen some of it. Oh my god. I love uh, the animator. I, the animator is one of my favorites. Oh. His... <laughs> uh, if you if you love that animator, you have to watch all of Big Top Burger because it's uh, it's, it's like I don't know. It's like so clever and so funny and like I don't know. I don't. I don't really have much to say. <laughs> I did. I didn't prepare anything. I just. Uh, I just want it to be massively successful. So I want everybody to watch it because it's like you know, it's it's an independent animator and it, uh, working with independent voice actors, and it's uh, it's just like four YouTube videos. It will take you all of fifteen minutes to watch all of them, probably. Uh, but they're so 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 good. Anyway, that's it. That's all I have. Okay. Uh, if everyone is good, then then. Let's move on to the actual meat and potatoes of the show. Um, so uh, this is where we normally advertise for the Patreon. We told you it's not really active right now, but we will include the coffee link for Alex in the description. Um, and uh, I guess we'll also tweet it out as well. I think that'd also be nice because, uh, uh, you know, we, we definitely want we, we definitely appreciate the support. And I know that people want to support us. Uh, but doing the Patreon stuff is just way too much right now. But uh, yeah, if you want to support us and make sure that these podcasts keep, still keep going, uh, then just you can give it directly to the editor because Alex is the heart of the show at times. Um, like he is straight yeah. up how it keeps going. So thank you very much. Uh, so... The meat and potatoes of the show is we're going to go and watch cartoons that are, uh, other, uh, that are, uh, I, I realized I just forgot that I forgot to mention something that, that, that this is a podcast about cartoons that are in the public domain or otherwise easily accessible. Um, I forgot to mention that before, but I guess I mentioned it now, so it doesn't matter. Um, and the way that we find content is through a document that I have called The List. 
and that list uh, just has a bunch of old cartoons on it from a DVD collection. Um, okay. Uh, Alex, drumroll, please. Shit. <laughs> what did we get? What just happened? We got some Clutch Cargo cartoons here, folks. Oh, yes! No. I hope Good. it's not another 30-minute... Uh... <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. That's all right. What the pain in. This is what the list gave us. Uh, we have to get them out at some point. Uh, so, uh, the, the episode is called uh, The Kangaroo Express. So... Hopefully we just get a lot of kangaroo jokes and not a lot of indigenous people jokes. I sincerely hope that, please. Uh, the, last, please. the last Clutch Cargo cartoon we watched does not inspire that much confidence. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Alright, let's do this damn thing. Cargo with his pal Spinner and Paddlefoot in another exciting adventure, Kangaroo Express. Australia, the land of kangaroos and bushmen, the magic land of seaports and deserts, the land down under. So that was a lot of nothing. I, really? <laughs> that's, that's okay. Um, okay, before anything else, uh, so. I, I we we did a little research on what clutch cargo like was prior like while we were watching this because there's a lot of instances where basically nothing was happening um and like I like I still refuse that like refuse to believe that this was like a thing that aired on television by itself like this had to have been like a segment on some show and I I, I I can I can explain this. It says on Wikipedia, okay. the writer Clark Clark Cass explained that the show was formatted this way, aka the first four chapters ended in cliffhangers, with the fifth chapter concluding the adventure, so that the stations can run one a day on weekdays, then recap the whole for a half hour Saturday show. Okay, I gotcha. Uh, I guess that makes some sense. Uh, but it's also very bad. Uh, so, okay, um, th literally all that fucking happens in this whole thing is that, uh, Clutch Cargo gets a map stolen from him on a train that had, leading to a plane that it was full of diamonds that had crashed, uh, that they, they were gonna go to orphans, <laughs> I believe. I think they were gonna go to the, just orphans. The, the <laughs> explanation was that... This nebula somebody was going to trade the or the money that they would have got. Well, they were going to trade these diamonds for money that they would then give to all the orphans, all of them, <laughs> all of them. Um, and he, he he Clutch Gargo gets a map stolen from him, and like he gets his and by these two guys who basically like don't really like face clutch cargo very much at all this entire episode this entire series or rather this entire like little like uh segment this is australian thing whatever mini series uh like they literally just like 
they get into the car they they get on they're they're on the train they get off the train they get a car they drive the car they grab the diamonds and then they drive off and then clutch cargo just like fucking puts kangaroo paws on their face and then that's the end of the cartoon um and like there's there's technically things that happen in between that but like most of the time it's the exact same thing because like okay uh first uh the there there's the 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 car their train car gets decoupled from the rest of the train that they're on and then they like use the a sail to make the train go and then they go too fast and then they go over a cliff they ramp it and it's it's a it's incredible it's an incredible piece of somebody taking a uh bit of paper and then bringing it down an animation cell uh then the then literally the next cliffhanger is that they they through deus ex machina the, I probably am using that term wrong, but basically a, a guy comes in with a car. It's this scruffy guy that was also in the last cl- clutch, clutch cargo thing that we watched. Uh, and he actually drives over, accidentally drives over a cliff because the bad guys like put the trail in a way and these are, it was an old car, so it didn't have good brakes. Uh, and the, literally there's two exact, two of the exact same cliffhangers back to back which is literally a cliffhanger. <laughs> um, what was the third one? Oh yeah, the third uh, third cliffhanger is that they put nitroglycerin in the in their tank by accident. The third uh, cliffhanger was a lie. And like, oh, it looks it was there was an explosion. Oh no, it was like it was like an Arl Stein chapter transition where like, oh, it was a spooky monster that was going to eat you, and then oh no, it was just a carpet that was looked weird in the lighting after all. <laughs> Uh, like, and it, because it, it turns into a rocket and then goes up a mountain and then, then it explodes. But <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's something I think about a lot of like the television dramas from this era where, uh, they, they thought a lot about the conflicts and just mm-hmm. didn't worry much about the resolutions. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. That that makes sense. That's present in this and like the old Batman show, which I love, and that's one of the things I love about it. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't love. However, Clutch Cargo. Uh, uh here's the reason why we don't like Clutch Cargo because the next cliffhanger was that they get surrounded by natives. Yep, we were yeah, right. We were we... absolutely positively right to be afraid. This we, was it happens this... fifteen minutes in. And, like, I, I remember, like, because I'm pretty sure we were all thinking, like, oh, I'm I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that no Aboriginal people have been uh, meanfully portrayed in this cartoon. And, like, I thought, I thought it was just not going to happen. <laughs> and then uh, it happened. And then they yeah. started doing, like, Ooga Booga shit. And it was, it was both, my skin just fell off of me like a disgusting oh. coat of absolute misery. Yeah, it was it is, awful. It is, it Your is skin so... can finally fell off, revealing you to be in an evolved form. <laughs> yeah, just a pile of a, a skinless raccoon. That's, that's what that's my final form. Um, 
Listen, it works for Silent Hill. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was probably one of the most racist things that we've ever seen on the show. Jesus uh, Christ. I, I, like, I was actually fully on board with actually wanting to talk about this before the Aboriginal stuff showed up. Uh, but then, like, that happened, and then, like, you know what, fuck it, I don't want to talk about this anymore, because I, I, that's all I can think about right now, is this really racist, horrible garbage. Uh, like, like it's, it's so bad that it made me forget that the cartoon ended with them all riding kangaroos with, like, fucking reins in their mouths, like, if they were fucking horses, and... <laughs> Then, like, they, like, literally just, it ends with, like, the kangaroo paws just draped over the faces of the bad guys, and I guess that's the ending. Like. They got him. They got him. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. And I guess they got the diamonds? Like, the good guys got the diamonds, so I guess the orphans are gonna have diamonds now. That's good, I guess. The Uh, orphans are gonna be diamond rich. Yeah, diamond rich. Uh, Remember when McDonald's? Uh, was doing the millionaire monopoly thing, and then you could choose between either getting a million dollars in cash, gold bars, and diamonds. And, of course, nobody won it because that whole thing is a rigged scam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember this. Is that real? <laughs> I... <laughs> that was real. I, I knew about the monopoly thing. I did not know that you could just potentially live your, your Scrooge McDuck best life and just bathe in diamonds. Yep. Who who would not take the money? Right. I, don't know. I, think, <laughs> I can I can imagine a certain demographic that would like to grab the gold. Um and then the barriers are, <laughs> Well, yes, but I mean the people who like bury it in their backyard because oh. know, gold standard and all that shit. But, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But for, fu- um, for, fu- for future prospectors. <laughs> yes, for future prospectors. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a squirrel who where they, they they forgot where they left their acorns the last summer, and then they're just gonna be there. <laughs> so, um, like I don't know. Like I, I guess things happened. If the fucking racist shit didn't happen i'd probably have more fun talking about it but i'm honestly right now just kind of wanting to move on yeah so we should we should just do that then (laughs) yes agreed uh we talked about something else that was more entertaining than this so hey um fuck you clutch cargo fuck you fuck you and your and uh your unpronounceable (laughs) tv name fuck you clutch cargo and the kangaroo you rode in on Thank you guys for talking over my bad joke. You're welcome. <laughs> Let's move on. I didn't even hear that joke. Hey, Alex, uh, isolate just. Uh, I, I said, said, I said, I said, cuck cargo. Oh, <laughs> okay. There you go. Okay. Now just take uh, Webster going cuck cargo and like slow it down by like a hundred percent or something like that. And so it's just really slow, you know, it, you know, there you go. There, that was more entertaining than the entire uh, thing we watched. So there we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's go back to the list. Drum roll, Alex. Hey, we're gonna watch a Casper cartoon. Hey. 
That's been a bit. I wonder if it, uh, I wonder it's... if there will be tragic animals. <laughs> I think there's only one. Uh, well, no, no, they're right. That's right. There is yeah. multiple Casper cartoons. <laughs> I think so we've seen. I think we've seen multiple on this podcast. For <laughs> <laughs> God, God, I don't like this. Why is this the theme for Casper the Friendly Ghost? <laughs> well, well, Casper as is is a memento mori. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, so yes. Uh, uh, Anyways, uh, the 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 episode is called. Boo Moon. Boo Moon. My, fav- my favorite light beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, let's do the clap. Three, two, one. Uh. Oops. <laughs> Leave that in. No, fuck off. No. <laughs> okay. Um. So Casper, Casper has had a very bizarre evolution in his character with this short. Um, because up until now, like a lot of how, like I feel like people don't know what to do with Casper, which I think is completely fair. Because there's only, like, one joke joke about Casper, which is that he's a ghost, and therefore people are afraid of him, even though he's nice. Like, and I think whoever got this project was like, I don't really care. Which is a shame, because, because it's a metaphor. Everyone is afraid of Casper because he represents their own mortality. All they need to do is just embrace their own death and they can they can appreciate the the beauty and the friendship that that brings. Except yeah. that Casper didn't die. That's point. That's right. Yes. He was born. Never mind. I take it That's all back. Right. Casper is a biological ghost. <laughs> uh, but, well, his friend, the foxy friend, is not a biological ghost, and he, no, that's how so. that cartoon ended, with, <laughs> with them turning into a fucking ghost. Uh, well, I guess so. But, um, okay, so the concept is literally just that Casper is tired of human shit. He's tired of that. Tired of people just fucking, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to the moon. He goes to the moon and then realizes, oh shit, there's nothing here. And then he gets captured by tiny moon people. It's it's very <laughs> ironic that you mispronounced Watch Dogs as Watchmen earlier because he just pulled a Dr. Manhattan. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he... Uh... <laughs> He's he's kidnapped by tiny moon whites, who uh, <laughs> take him in a in a prison on wheels to their kingdom, and he meets the king, and then the king is afraid on account of Casper's a ghost. Well, no, no, and, no. He he's he considers him a moon monster, okay. and then Casper's afraid because he picks him up. And then talk like he's literally touching the king. Like, why? Why did you think that was a good idea, Mister the Ghost, Casper the Friendly Ghost? And and uh, and then the king hops into his uh, into the uh, 
what do you call it's not a red carpet that's it's like, truly it's not like, like the the you know but it like it like rolls up i i bring it up because uh when i i i Am I the only one who, when it, whenever I was a kid and I saw like something get rolled up like that, which happens a lot in cartoons, like did that make anyone else want fruit by the foot? <laughs> I can see it. I can definitely see it. It does. It is, does look like fruit leather. That is always what I thought about when I saw it as a kid. Yeah. No, I get that. Uh. So yeah, like Casper was like captured. Uh. Like literally, like somehow when Casper was asleep. And he was put into a wooden cage, and you're like, how the fuck did they get wood on the moon? Well, it turns out there are also tree people on the moon, and they attack the little people who live on the moon. I feel like I you guess. need to mention one the, very important point that you recognized. What's up? They, they were Richard Nixon trees. <laughs> oh, exactly. yeah, they were the Richard Nixon trees. They all look like Richard Nixon. It's incredible. Even though at the um, time this cartoon was made, Richard Nixon had not been elected yet. Uh, yes. And man had not landed on the moon yet. Uh, yes, that's correct. Like it, it was. It's during that era where people could like literally just fucking do anything on the moon and just be like, yeah, that's right. That's that, how, how else could we know? <laughs> like literally like what the fuck else is going to be like it up there? I don't like, know. I'm, I'm pretty sure Brigham Young literally believed in moon people and I, I'm not making that up. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, anyway, they attack the trees with space fire. Uh, mm. And it's it's really terrifying like the they get burnt to a they get burnt to a crisp and like i don't know you they, just have to watch it they they very quickly are like no no they didn't die they didn't die it's okay yeah, yeah. And at the, you know eventually they invade the city and casper apparently has the ability to go under the ground and when he touches something he can make it go into no clip mode he shout uh, them so yeah, and he pulls their legs through the floor and ties them together, like in in a knot. <laughs> so like, okay, I here's a thought that I had. Like this, this short made me remember thinking about if ghosts exist, which they don't. But if ghosts exist, like we we just lost I, Zach Baggins. I hope you're happy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no one listens to our podcast anymore. Oh it no, all turns out we're believed in ghosts. <laughs> It was the entire audience of ghost hunters that, that was watching our uh, listening to our podcast. It turns out, um, but uh, but okay, so like I would hope that ghosts are susceptible to gravity because if not, then when you think about it, a ghost like if they could like pass through the ground, like if they could pass through the earth, then technically they have nothing anchoring to themselves. Because uh, the Earth is moving constantly, it is twirling around and like moving around in, in the galaxy, and that means that like when you are a ghost, like you're probably on Earth for maybe like a few minutes before you're like literally just floating in the middle of nowhere for like however long it takes for it to get back to you. Because like we can't even guarantee them being on the same axis and all that. So like I hope that like ghosts are like constantly able to like correct themselves so they aren't like lost in space well they're not real <laughs> they're not real <laughs> so there we go so that's not, I think that, so but i think my favorite implication of the way that this specific thing is done is that the moon is hollow yeah 
<laughs> like a it's wonder like, like a wonder ball and you can <laughs> bite into it and there's a bunch of little candies inside it's a there's a bunch of hercules <laughs> disney's hercules uh, hard candies inside yeah, they're like sour they look like they look like, <laughs> they look like flintstones vitamins but they're candies <laughs> Webster has had a dream since they've been a child, and that dream has been to eat the moon. To eat the moon. <laughs> uh, uh, remember Wonderball? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> hey, remember the 90s? Remember the 90s? It was a good uh, candy. Um, but, uh... Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, and then Casper gets a medal, and he—I guess—he becomes Emperor of the Moon. The end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I. This is a really weird cartoon. Like, I don't, I don't hate it. <laughs> I, I, I don't oh, hate God, it. I don't, yeah. uh, it's definitely not bad. It's not bad. It's very unique, but it's also like five kinds of dated. <laughs> Yeah, and it's 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 kind of hilarious. Like, I, and it 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 also just highlights how completely like un like how little meat there is to the Casper bones, which I guess he's a ghost, so I guess there is no bones or meat. But uh, but like you, you get what I'm saying. Like, there's there the premise of Casper the Friendly Ghost is so thin and so specific that if you try putting him outside of those very specific things the only way to make him interesting is to do either something horribly tragic which is what happens with like several of the cartoons involving like him taking care of some animals uh or they just go fucking balls to the wall out there and like it's it's fascinating to see people try to make Casper work and failing. Um, listen, listen, everybody knows that one of the thing, the last things that you can do with a horror franchise is just take it into space. So this is <laughs> that is a fair point. This is it. This is the last Casper, everyone. <laughs> Except uh, they they it. they've made so much since then, though. <laughs> they yeah. oh wow, they've done a lot of Casper. It's the last Casper to me. All fa- all other false Caspers do not exist in my eyes. Actually, I'm curious. Does anyone know what the most recent Casper was? Um, it's, I'm going to say like 2019. 2019. Ooh, maybe that seems. Let's see. Now oh, there's a whole. God, there's so much Wikipedia. Casper the Friendly Ghost filmography. Scrolling all the way to the bottom. Uh no, that didn't work. I don't know. I don't know. This is something I would have to probably research, and it would be really boring for everyone. It looks like there was a television film in two thousand six called Casper's Scare School. Oh yeah, uh, and that had Wendy the Friendly Witch or whatever in it. I do remember. I do remember that. I remember something that had both of them. Uh, and I guess uh in 2016 NBC purchased them so yeah it's i guess it's been since uh 2009 wow, wow. over a decade was... wow okay yeah so you know like uh, this is this is a pretty grim last sentence uh in the future section it says NBC Universal bought DWA, so Universal's involvement with Casper series could continue either with DreamWorks Animation or Illumination Entertainment rebooting the series. So let's all yeah. let's all hope to God that doesn't happen. I I don't know. I feel like there's a there's a big market for child ghosts. 
Nah, there's child. Oh, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's nothing else to say. Okay. Well, let us uh, continue to the last segment of the podcast uh, where we watch uh, another cartoon. Sorry, I mean, a less cartoon, not last segment. Uh, I, I use my nomenclature incorrectly. Uh, so, yes. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and... You got gnomed, everyone. <laughs> sure. Uh, let's go to the list. Alex, drumroll. Hey, it's our good friend, uh, Gumby. Oh! Hmm. Uh, we're gonna watch The Blockheads. Okay. Uh, so, okay, I, I, real quickly, before anything else, so, uh, I've mentioned in the past that my family has a history of Gumby. Uh, Gumby is, was in the cartoon that both my mother and my father really liked. Uh, they, uh, like, I, I grew up watching a lot of Gumby stuff. There was a Gumby television show that I watched. It was a more modern one, I believe. Uh, and there was also, uh. Uh, like a Gumby movie that was really freaking weird. Uh, and in that movie, uh, there are there there are uh, the two antagonists are these things called the blockheads. The blockheads being these squared head things. Like they're literally just they got the heads of blocks because they have like letters on the side of them. Um, and if I remember that movie's plot was about the blockheads finding a dog that cries pearls and oh, yeah, yeah, I this. yeah and uh they're trying to steal the pearls and the dogs so they can get money basically um i i was sincerely hoping because this is this episode's literally called the blockheads that there would be some sort of origin story for the blockheads in this uh but there's not it literally starts in media res uh where the gumby and pokey are being chased by uh, the blockheads, and they go into a Western book, and then some things happen, and that's the entirety of the cartoon. Um, was was it possible that this was the first time that they showed up? I mean, it's possible they showed up uh, before this. I have no idea. Uh, all I know is I tried looking up the origins of the blockheads, and I found the Gumby Wikipedia. Um, uh, and I found that uh, this is this is what the, 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 the fucking Gumby wiki says. Uh, the reasons behind terrorizing Gumby and those around him are never elaborated on, suggesting they're simply malevolent, ma- malevolent in nature. However, in the 2017 comic revival, it reveals that they're evil because they're a minority group oppressed by the clay people simply due to the shape of their heads and therefore desire revenge. God damn it. Sounds evil. Yeah. So well, I don't know. I, I I wanted to bring that up just because if I didn't say that out loud, I'd be really like it'd be in my brain, 
and it'd be stewing in my brain the entire time, and then it'd fester. And now that I've given it out to other people, it festers less. So, uh... Fester's Less is my favorite NES game. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, um... I mean, the plot of this is pretty basic. It's basically just Gumby goes into a Western book, and he goes to a milk bar, and I think Gumby has exactly two lines in this entire short. Um, It's not a long one, but it's like... It's pretty it's pretty incredible. Uh like I it's think very physical comedy. Yeah, it's very physical comedy. Like the, a lot of the, like there's like a whole like minute of this five six the six minute short dedicated to jokes about Gumby being sliced in half and rolled into the shape of a turd by a uh one of those like uh uh what are those doors called in like saloons? Yeah, like uh, swinging doors. Yeah, those swinging doors, like, uh, and then, like, I guess Gumby also, like, drinks a milkshake with ice cream in it, even though he asked without ice cream, because the Blockheads put ice cream in it, even though he asked for no ice cream in it, and he got frozen for, like, five seconds, and then Pokey got kidnapped, uh, and then he chased after Pokey using, by rocket jumping, using gun where he lit he literally combined two guns to make a giant gun that sent him like into the air um and then like he he rescues pokey by getting attached to a windmill thing and then cuts the rope and that's that's what it is like i i don't know what to say it's it's a very insubstantial short we uh, should we should probably mention that like it just ends with them dr- with the uh, blockheads driving out of the book and then immediately it's over we tried yeah, looking it's... into it just to make sure that it wasn't like some weird thing but like there were multiple uh versions of this video that was uploaded and unless like nobody has uploaded the full version of this cartoon which is entirely possible because it's not like there's an official gumby channel releasing these yeah um but like uh unless that was the case like it's everyone is and every time it ended at the same place which is where the blockheads drive out of the book and that's the end of it yeah it's a very unceremonious ending to the point that it feels like it's being cut off uh (laughs) but like i i will give gumby credit though uh they really do use the medium to its advantage Mm -hmm. uh you know uh in terms of like physical humor and that's that's something that i actually really respect about gumby um is that it's um it's using the medium that it's built on uh as its actual like like through its actual gags and storytelling like it's uh Gumby is made out of clay, so therefore he's not really held to the same physics as like a normal human person would be, uh, and that's true of all of his friends. And like, uh, it's it's just it's 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 neat to see, um, uh, but like, I I don't know. Like, it, there there are Gumby shorts that I really love. Like, I think the last one we watched, the one about like the music notes and stuff, that one I really loved. That was actually a really fun little short. Uh, this one just kind of came and went. 
it kind of just did its thing and left, which isn't the worst, but it's also like it kind of just I, I think it might have been partially ruined by the fact that I was hoping for an actual explanation for what the blockheads were. But uh, I don't know. That's that might be just me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like Gumby has never been the type to have explanations for things. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so we're not doing the prompt. Yeah. Uh, right now we're right now we're not going to do prompt because that's a lot of also effort, which I know that sounds kind of mean. Because it's like how we talk to the audience, but it's on a, it is a really a lot of work to make sure that, you know, it's all getting taken care of to come up with the prompts and make sure that I'm not missing anything. We um, are, we're focusing down on making sure that we are at least able to put stuff out right now. Yeah, we, we want yeah. this to be as easy for us as possible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, not wrong. So, so instead of the prompts for right now, uh, we're going to try something a little different. Uh, so on the Patreon, we would have a thing called Toontown Town Chronicle, where we would just briefly talk about something we're into that's not cartoon related uh, that we really like. Uh, we're just going to kind of do that really quick. Just give a quick recommendation or something that we enjoyed uh, that's not cartoon related uh, for y'all to check out. So. Uh, Sir, you said you might have something first? Yes, actually. I have actually picked up Hulu's, uh, well, I don't think it's FX, right, FX. I have picked up watching their, uh, TV adaptation of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, oh I've heard, heard it's heard so it. good. It's, it's great. It's really, really good. Really, really funny. I can kind of understand why my grandparents bounced off it, because it is very, very inappropriate as well. I want to see that show. I've heard so much about it. Uh, I know. Have you seen the movie? I've not seen the movie, no. Uh, Uh, Top five. Yeah, we need to fix that. Genuinely in my top five movies. (laughs) The only thing I know about what we do in the shadows is the guy getting high because he drank the blood of. I drank the drink blood. They drank the drink blood of someone who was like on drugs, and so now he's a wizard. That's the only thing I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. I haven't seen the show. I've heard the show is great, but the the movie is so so good. Must... Would would recommend that you pick up the show as well. Webster, very good. New I cast. Will. It has a ah oh, shit. What's his name? Matt Berry from uh yeah Matt Berry. Uh, he's very from young. everything from I, I I know him as Matt Berry from uh from Dark Place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Garth! Oh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. That's yes. really yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good. I was so. Oh, I definitely need to see it now for sure. Yeah. Uh. Uh. So Webster, do you got a recommendation? Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's going to be like a super fun thing to talk about but uh there's a uh there's a uh so i've been trying to learn spanish in my free time and there's a uh uh it's a it's a podcast i guess i i don't know if it has like an rss feed uh i 
downloaded their app to listen to the episodes on their app. Uh, but it's it's called Language Transfer. Um, and uh, I'm I'm telling all of my friends about Language Transfer because uh, uh, it's like a really effective way to learn like the grammar for a whole myriad of, of languages. And, uh, and like the really cool thing about it is, uh, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make any like of the, of the wacky expectations that a lot of, uh, that a lot of language teaching techniques attempt to, you know, like saying like, well, you can, you can become fluent in just three months, you know, like that type of bullshit. Like, (laughs) Uh, it, it's it's just it's just a guy who is recording uh, the lessons that he's that he's giving to people about how to about like grammar. So like if you do the Spanish course, it's uh, it's ninety episodes and it teaches you everything about verb conjugations and uh, and uh, uh, like subjunctive tenses and like all of that stuff uh, in like very easy to understand ways. Um, and it's, uh, it's free. And when I say free, I don't mean like free with ads or like free with paid extras or anything like that. It's like legitimately 100% free. And the the guy who made it is like a self-described activist. And he just wanted, uh, he just wanted language learning to be more accessible (laughs) to other people so that, uh, so that, uh, you know, people would have access to, to the ability to communicate, you know, across borders. And it's just like, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, it was such an effective way for me to learn the grammar that I would need to, to start, uh, like reading content in Spanish and to begin like, uh, like immersive, uh, passive and active listening in Spanish. Uh, uh and uh they have courses in french swahili italian greek turkish arabic uh and english as a second language uh and it's it's just really i don't know it's really awesome i'm i'm amazed uh so uh that's my thing and i i actually got into it because uh i was listening to some other podcast and i heard some ad for uh i think memorize was the app and i downloaded Mm. it and as i was like going through it i was like yeah this doesn't seem like the most efficient (laughs) way to to do this and i'm i'm convinced you know like i think uh yeah i wish i wish they offered courses in uh in some of the uh in some of in like in like japanese and mandarin and stuff like that uh but so far they don't um they're obviously a little bit restricted because they're working without a budget but uh right but it's really i mean aside from you know donations i think they have like a patreon uh but yeah definitely go and check that out if you're if you're interested in spending uh spending some of your time learning how to speak a foreign language. Definitely, definitely pretty useful. Definitely some uh, things that people should pick up. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What about me? What about me? Uh, 
Okay, so the thing that I have is uh, there's an app that I've been using. So I've been kind of exploring with uh, some ways to watch things uh, without having to, like, you know, spend a ton of money. And uh, I found out about this app called Pluto TV. Uh, it's possible oh, you've heard yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's possible you've heard of it. If you haven't, uh, the basic premise is this. Uh, it is like having a bunch of cable cable channels that are very, very specific uh, to like certain things uh, that are running like 24-7. There are ads. like It's basically like television in the sense that like there are like commercial breaks that happen and you do watch advertisements uh, in a traditional sense that you can't skip. But... Uh, there's a lot of really interesting stuff. There's like an entire MST3K and Riff yeah. Tracks channel. Uh, two separate channels, that is. Uh, there's a Nick Throwback channel, both in the cartoons and uh, their old game show stuff. Uh, there is a buttload of like movie channels, including uh, one by Shout Factory, who... Uh, who do who who do like big like movie marathons of like cheesy slasher films all of the time, um, but then like there's also like uh, ones for every specific genre like for very specific genres, uh, and once on the sci-fi one of their channels they actually played the entirety of the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai on it, which is really freaking cool. Good. It was really cool to watch that. I finally got that under my belt. I got that movie under my belt. It's it was really fun. Uh, if you haven't seen the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai, check it out. But it's a wild um, yeah, movie. So, uh, it's so yeah. Just check out Pluto TV. It's free. Um, browse through it. There's a lot of garbage that's not good. Like there's like channels for like every MTV reality show that's ever existed um, on it. But like there's this, the good stuff is really good. And there's also channels specifically dedicated to cartoons that would a hundred percent fit within our purview of this show. Um, and like, there's this one channel that's called like classic cartoons or something like that. And like, they're, they're playing cartoon shows. I didn't even know existed. Did you know that there was a Beetle Bailey cartoon show? No. That was like really cheaply animated and very bad, but like, uh, it exists and they play it that's pretty constantly. It's vaguely familiar. It's uh, vaguely familiar. I mean, it's from like the seventies, I think, or something. So I, I, I don't know, but. Uh, but oh, one of the channels that's called the Saturday Morning Cartoons both plays uh, uh, Tales from the Crypt Keeper, which is the animated kids show based off Tales of the Crypt, and also Archie's Weird Mysteries, which is the Archie's Scooby Doo knockoff that happened in the nineties. Uh, <laughs> There's an entire uh, channel for uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter in Spanish. Yeah, there's there are that there is that. Um, but it's it's interesting. It's an interesting mix. If you don't mind watching commercials in a traditional sense, like in the same way, uh, sometimes like some channels will because they probably don't have as many sponsors as others. They'll like play like the same ads over and over again. And it gets really grating. But uh, I would I would say that like if you're OK with that and if you're OK with that, you, you can find some true gems in a bizarre wrapping that is this anomaly called Pluto TV. Um, so yeah, I, I, I recommend that. 
Um, um, with that, uh, that's it. That's the podcast. That's yeah. the Dang Podcast. That is our Ding uh, Dang Podcast. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Toontown Public. Uh, we have a Patreon that's currently on hold, but we do have the coffee that you can use to tip our editor, editor Alex, uh, the lemur. Uh, so thank Alex for Alex and uh, throw some money his way. Uh, and... Uh, there is a... Uh... There, usually, uh, sh- we don't have a, we don't have a, uh, we don't have a prompt this time. Yep, nope. we don't have a prompt. No prompt this time. Uh, we're, we're not going to do prompts for a little bit, but once we are feeling we're confident about this, we'll get back into doing prompts or, you know, maybe you like this format. Maybe you like the fact that we're just talking about whatever after this and getting you recommendations. Let us know. Let us know. We can, you can give us a review on iTunes or, uh. Apple Podcasts, I guess it's called now. Uh, you can tell us on our Twitter. You can tell us wherever you find this fine podcast. Uh, and um, what else? Uh, oh, Casey. Oh, sorry. Hmm? Webster, uh, Webster, go on. Yes. yes. Uh, oh, uh, visit our website at toontownpublicworks.com. That's why I'm called Webster is because I talk about the website. Um, yes, and uh, you can. You're also you know, you're also us. part of the Burger King. You're part of the Burger King Kids Club. Yes, Burger Burger King Kids Club. I'm the Burger King Kids Club duck, and uh, you know the one. And uh, the <laughs> the yeah, you can read our show notes there. Um, and uh, and watch all the cartoons that we watched. Okay. Uh, is that it? Uh, I think so. Is that everything? I don't remember. It's been so long. It's been a while, but hey. Uh, hey, we're running. Uh, we 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 are not. We're not at an hour and a half. We're only an hour fifteen minutes. There you go. Hey, very hey. good. Hey. So with that, I'm H. the Raccoon. I'm Webster the Duck. I'm Sirk the Cat. And this has been Toontown Public Works, and these cartoons have been archived. Have a, was that good grammar? I don't know if that was good grammar. Did yes. I say good grammar? Okay, good. Okay. I wasn't sure because my mouth was being slower than my brain was for a second there. I wasn't sure. <laughs> That's I okay. think these podcasts, I think these cartoons gave me fucking heartburn. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Have some Pepto-Bismol. Shove, sh- shove an entire ca- pe- Pepto-Bismol bottle down the throat of the cat. Do it. Um, Do it now. Shake it up and then, like, like it was carbonated or something, and it explodes. <laughs> I'm blaming cut this on clutch cargo. <laughs> just for one day, instead of water, drink just Pepto Bismol. It's the Pepto cleanse. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night.